Good afternoon, Ben. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm a guy with a camera here. If you die, can I have your car? Sweet. <laughs> Curious ramblings. <laughs> Social media, welcome to June Love, Albert. Nice sorry, to be here again, Ben. Sorry to keep you up. <laughs> no, it's always nice driving all the way here. It's a nice drive on the freeway. I feel like I, I, I clock up a lot of kilometres driving down to Scarborough and surrounds. That's true. Either to come to your place to do handyman work or <laughs> go down to the beach. <laughs> Does that make you think maybe you should move closer to that area? No. Get away from where you are right now? Maybe move to a different state so I don't have to keep <laughs> <laughs> That's not an option. We'll just do WhatsApp podcast then. Oh, do you remember, remember when we went into lockdown and we were catching up? Everyone was catching up every week through that house, house party. Yeah. That was good. Do you want to go back to those I times? I want to go back to lockdown times and just catch up over house party. <laughs> no commitments to go and see people? Life was better back then. How's your couple of weeks been? It's been two weeks since we chatted. How's it? Yeah. Oh, it feels like feels like, it feels like I chatted to you yesterday. Seems like a chore. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have we done? What have we done? So I finished The Last of Us. I've like, started that. Like most people. And now I've started playing the game again. <laughs> I've re- replaying the game. Yeah. Uh, the game's so good. They remastered it for PS5. Um, I'm on episode two, I think. Really? It's really hard to watch it because I've told you the difficulties at home. Yeah. With Domenica not being a fan of zombie, sci-fi, pandemic things. So I have to find time to when I'm by myself. So. And usually when you're by yourself, you have special <laughs> outlet time. <laughs> Just some cleaning up and doing stuff. Oh, it's really? Like, yeah, don't have much time to really sit down and relax what about bed or is it just pure, pure <laughs> sex all the time <laughs> oh, talking about that oh. it was quite funny last night when when we went to bed i think i woke up just briefly and domenica said are you, can you hear them and i said what and because we live in a townhouse yeah and apparently the lady next to us was just going going hard with her lover oh really and it, i i didn't hear a thing a gentleman lover or yes yeah oh, yeah okay. yeah and I was like, okay, nice to know. And I just went back to bed. So it's uh, Medica. Maybe it was a hint, Albert. Maybe it was a hint, yeah. Maybe, maybe. to like have a competition. <laughs> <laughs> like that movie, what's it called? Forgetting about Sarah Marshall. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, what else have we been doing? We, we played some golf. And we a did. virtual golf simulator. That was good. And you Fun. lost in the end. Well, I, didn't, I wouldn't say lost, like second. You, you, I lost yeah, you the lead. second. You were yeah. winning the whole time. That putting got me, eh? Like I, the putting was just my downfall, which is annoying. I think I'm going to, from now on, try and slice. You go grab a sandwich and just try and slice it. I'm going um, <laughs> to, what's it called, tee off with them because yeah. apparently you can get 200 metres. <laughs> yeah, was Andrew found a, yeah. a, a glitch in the, in the system. In the system, same as Mason. So for the people who haven't played at Balcata before or haven't had that issue before, <laughs> yeah. what happened is sometimes if you were... I think maybe use one of the was it the wedges or so, and if you slice it a bit, the sensor picks it up differently to what would be a proper bad shot, and it ends up just taking the ball about two hundred meters <laughs> to the right. Yeah, yeah, quite bad. That was hilarious because uh, Andrew just kept ending up in the bush, and it took him about five <laughs> shots to get through each time. <laughs> anyway, that's good. I think I killed a bird today. How? Just I went down to the park and strangled one. You no, know, I was driving uh, to the shops this morning. And it just, 
I had no time to react. It just sort of floated in front of me and I hit it and just bounced off the bonnet. I don't know if it just sort of... Pigeon or...? Yeah, no, some sort of dove, I think. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't a pigeon. A dove? Aren't they the same thing, really? I don't know. I'm not really... A dove is... Looks less... Do you think they just call them doves then or pigeons? A pigeon's the probably a street bird, while street a dove dog. is... <laughs> pigeon's a street dove. <laughs> a pigeon's a street dove. Yeah. And, the, and the dove is like the country club bird. Yeah, version. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I drove back past on the way home to see if there was like a dead... What, to drive over it? Yeah, just to finish it off. Um, funny about that, because we'll it waffle today. Oh. <laughs> it's <laughs> a, pigeon. a pigeon. Or, or the dove, sorry. Dove, yeah. No, just to see if it was just laying on the, on the side. And could you find of, it? I didn't see it. I felt kind of bad. I also hit a, a magpie... A little while ago it was just standing on the road and I was, dri- I was driving quite slow to give it opportunity to leave yeah. the path like they normally do yeah. and it just stood there and I hit it head on and it's gone under the car and I thought oh, I felt kind of bad then I looked in the rear vision mirror and it was just kind of standing there like dazed oh so it survived I think it survived yeah it just hopped off to the side of the road but what an idiot have I told you that story about when I ran over a bird as well no <laughs> maybe oh, I felt so bad as well we were in Exmouth this was about a year and a half, close to two years ago, and we couldn't really do anything because they had the, their biggest storm ever or the most rain they've ever had. So what that meant is the roads were flooded and you couldn't really leave Exmouth, especially if you had a little tighter Corolla like us. Yeah. And I'm driving on the main strip and I see the pigeons or doves or whatever they are up there. They have mohawks. They look a bit different. Oh, really? Yeah. Gangster and pigeons. Usually I, when a pigeon is there or a bird, I do what you do. I slow down and try and drive around it. Yeah. And I start to slow down and want to, and I go to drive around. And Dominica's like, it'll fly off. It'll fly <laughs> off. And I've just proceeded to drive quite slowly. And I've just heard that. Uh, and I've turned. So actually yeah. On, I just, under the tire. It didn't, it didn't fly off. No. Yeah. And I felt so bad. And then Dominica felt, I think, a little bit bad for just saying, oh, it'll move. Now it's flown off to heaven. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Could have been an evil bird. Could anyway, how's your fantasy footy tipping going? Tipping, I don't do. Uh, my fantasy league, I've only won one game. I think, fingers crossed, I can win this week. What score? Or what scores are you getting, sorry? Uh, what scores am I getting? Around the two, 2,000? No, I think or? I cracked 2,000, just under 2,000 last week. What's uh, good? Two and a half is good, isn't it? Oh, God, if you're getting two and a half thousand, you're probably in like the top top few percent. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, most people in our league are getting 2,000, 2,000, ugh, all the good people, 2,000, 2,100. Okay. I'm not part of that good people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this week, what, the guy I'm playing chose his Captain Paulie. Mm-hmm. Do you know the loophole for Vice Captain Captain? So you put your Vice Captain on somebody early on in the in the games, mm-hmm. and if he scores really well... You can put the captain on a player that's not playing, so your vice captain score gets doubled. Mm-hmm. So you just have to take use that loophole they call it. Oh, okay. But the guy I'm playing doesn't do that, and he just put captain straight on early early on. And his captain scored nothing, like 77. So you can't do it. I've I do it all the time, vice captain early on. Yeah. So, but my cap my vice captain scored poorly, so I'll yeah. now have to gamble my captain, which worked out because my captain scored like 120 something. So double that 240. Yeah. Oh, nice. So that could get me the game hopefully fantasy just takes so much time to do it properly oh yeah you need there's an element of luck too yeah yeah of course uh, yeah you do need to know like people talk about oh you shouldn't bring this player in this week because they're playing this team and they, they'll get tagged by this player and it's like what the mm, f- how do you yeah. know all that stuff and then I'm just like highest average 
Players I can afford. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. I've heard it's also good to try and get a whole bunch of good rookies. That's important too. Because they're cheap yeah, at the start. They, and they make money for you. And as you long can... as they play. Yeah. Because my rookies are all injured or not playing. <laughs> Sounds like you're having a good life running over birds and sucking at fantasy. Yep. What else have you done, have you done this week? What have I done? We went to Aqua last week which yeah. is cool took the oh, little yeah. one she enjoyed it that's the aquarium of western australia exactly mm-hmm. so that was uh, good fun seeing not the, not the, the 90s pop band <laughs> no <laughs> no that was good what we went to in at the randona club where they have the Oktoberfest. Oh, yeah. they had the Volkstanz fest which is where all the german dancing associations and clubs from all around australia they always meet up every two years and then they dance yeah they all sort of dance at different times so it's a bit of a a dance fest Mm. the german dancing it's it's all southern germany so bavarian i guess austrian so the the top dancing you see is not people from northern parts of germany or away from bavaria wouldn't really be that familiar with it or wouldn't be what are they busy doing um, eating sausages eating and, sausage. and drinking beer, yeah, yeah and really watching soccer. <laughs> no, it was really good, and I reckon, to be honest, the people there, there weren't that many people there, but I reckon it's more fun than the Oktoberfest because yeah. it's more, feels more authentic. More German. Yeah, it d- yeah. does feel more German. You've got guys from Brisbane, Adelaide, oh, yeah. Tasmania, yeah. Um, all New South Wales. Germany. <laughs> yeah, you've got all those German <laughs> dance clubs all around Australia. Or catching up and dancing and yeah, yeah, it's good. So you still have the food and the beers. And yeah, it's still all the oh, same food and the beers. So no, you had your bratwurst so and schnitzels and everything. I, w- I would recommend going to this. Well, it's not going to be here. In two years' time, it's in Cairns. Oh. So every two years, they go somewhere else in Australia. Oh, okay. So this was so Perth. We're going to Cairns then? We're going to Cairns. <laughs> Podcasting Cairns. Hey, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Actually, I have a few random questions for you. Is this one of your dad jokes? No, no. Oh, quick question. Yeah, go on. Have you heard of people smoking scorpion? No. <laughs> no. Why? What do they do they get a high from it or? Somehow, I came across Vice. You're you're familiar with Vice? TV show. Yeah, they have YouTube videos and things oh, like okay, that. They're no, usually generally no. pretty short. But yep. I came across a problem in Pakistan, or maybe it's not that much of a problem because there's not that many people do it, but people smoking scorpion really so they're catching scorpions letting them dry out and then smoking them and obviously the scorpions are venomous oh, yeah. and they're getting this weird high but it's actually venom so the venom's only dangerous if it's injected into your blood though right no i don't know these people there's some people where they lose all their senses yeah and some people who have died from it oh really because it's going in your brain so you've got this venom yeah, that's going in your brain okay. and I had a look at it and it's not a massive problem over there but it's all the poor people who've got no money who are homeless who don't know Pakistan Pakistan. or maybe flows into India as well and yeah you see these homeless people catching scorpions and smoking them wow which I thought was give it a go weird no thanks (laughs) just go across the park and get some scorpions (laughs) so what are your questions I've got a few but we we went to Chinese a few weeks ago for a colleague's 50th work anniversary. Yep. And there was a big group of people. And I want to know what your thoughts are on ordering Chinese when there's a large group of people. Do mm. you order your own dish or do you order a few dishes for everyone? To How many share? people? There was 17 people. I think you probably get your own or you form little groups. Yeah, that's a good idea. Form me a little group. Yep. Little gang. Little gang, a little crew. Chinese gang. Yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. No. I think so what do you guys do? Everyone got two grains of rice each? Or? Well, yeah, so we sort of did a hybrid where... We suggest a few of us suggested let's order a few dishes multiplied by two or three so everybody gets 
a decent mm. serve or yeah. you order your own. True. If you're going to share, you pick a couple of dishes. Yeah. Or if you want to get your own, then obviously you order your own. And then we decided to do the share and we picked a few dishes, but then a few people also decided to order their own. And one person ordered a dish and then everybody else took it and he just sat there with one piece of the dish that he ordered. It's like, uh, that's why you don't do that yeah. stuff. And that, so I hate sharing Chinese food. Would have been a couple of months ago. Yeah, two months ago, February, we did the same. We went to Miss Chow's in Mount, Mount Hawthorne. Oh, yeah. And there was about 10 to 12 of us, and we were discussing how do we do this properly, and we just had groups of three, four people. Yeah. And it just... Works out. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you've got to share, but have multiple of mm. the same dish. Exactly. Did I send you that video of the Siamese twins masturbating on YouTube? No. No? Oh, did you send it in one of the group chats? I did, yeah. I need to have a look. I'd... Okay. All right. So there was... <laughs> Is it a real video? <laughs> it's hilarious. No, it's not. Okay. So it's so funny. It's this video of these guys in bed and one of the brothers is touching himself oh. and, he, and he turns to his brother and, and he asks, oh, can I, can I use my other hand? And he's like, you mean my hand? Yeah. And then uh, he, says, he says no on that bit of an argument. He goes, fine, I'm just going to control you using my brain. And he sort of like takes control of his brother's hand and then starts like touching himself. <laughs> and then his brother does the same thing to his hand. So they're like in bed jerking each other <laughs> off. And, uh, and then like the dad knocks on the door and they're like, oh, oh, dad. And, dad, and then dad says, <laughs> "I told you guys not to play Siamese twins anymore." And it just turns out they're just wearing a big jumper, and they're not twins at all. Just, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite funny. But then it sort of got me thinking about, like, how 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 would they do special alone time? Or I need to look into this. Yeah. I need to look into Siamese twins, how that actually works with the amount of limbs and stuff they yeah. have. I guess it depends where they're connected and things like that. Yeah. But like the ultimate double head. One body thing, like so, yeah, got me thinking how that sort of works. Or if you bring a guy home or a girl home, and yeah, do you just put oh. on some noise cancelling headphones and watch your so, episode of Maths or something? So weird. Yeah, it does get you thinking. It does get you thinking a little bit. <laughs> what about how many chickens do you think it would take to kill an elephant? How many chickens? Well, probably. I think you'd want roosters. I don't think chickens are that aggressive. That violent, yeah. So if you go roosters, probably want more than five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I don't prob- know a thousand a aggressive thousand roosters, chicken yeah. uh, uh, roosters. Yeah. The problem is their height. That's the issue. Yeah. That can they fly roosters? I think they can leap great distances. Yeah, I reckon. Say five hundred. Five hundred roosters would give them a good chance. But then yeah. again, an elephant so big just. Stomping like all over them, death by a thousand cuts, sort of thing. Yeah, just roosters pecking them. Yeah, I reckon yeah. you're about right, five hundred to a thousand. Is yeah, yeah, I think so. That's not the actual answer. There've never been studies done. This. I, just, I agree. Uh, I'm I'm glad there hasn't been any studies or any. <laughs> Maybe we could do that. Any experiments on that? We get ourselves hold of a an African male bull elephant. How much? How many roosters to kill a an African male lion? Then a lion. Do you reckon you need, need more than no, an I elephant? Think I think you need half the number maybe maybe 100 because they're quite lazy right mm, they're just laying down there a male lion can take on 15 20 hyenas they won't attack yeah. them so you've got to get the you have to be brave enough to make yeah. that first move yeah. where they all and if you're making the first move mm. are you the martyr that you're you know oh you're gonna get just swiped away just swiped away and then everyone else jumps in yeah that's the thing how brave are roosters they're versus 
a lion or an elephant that's massive we're not talking about yeah one little like a dog there must be like high stakes it must be like yeah. having their young around or they're defending their chickens oh there's like a big prize money or something like that. <laughs> chicken, <laughs> chicken just what millionaire chickens <laughs> yeah, just chickens i reckon pink chickens i saw a video on youtube where a dog was walking past a, a tiger yep and then the dog starts like going the tiger and the tiger just literally swats oh. it to the ground kills it basically the dog's dead straight away yeah and horrible. it runs and the lion just the that's tiger horrible. decides well i guess that's lunch for today that's yeah. horrible what else have i got we've got a, a guest today okay i've got more questions to ask you should we ask Later. them ask yeah, yeah. yeah so our guest that we have is pedro who is a brewer at boiling pot brewery which are in noosa queensland he's we'll chat to him about yeah becoming a brewer Life in Queensland. He's originally from Brazil, which is a place I'm keen to go to, but there's so many places, the world's so big. Let's give him a call. Mm, let's do it. Hey. Hello. Hello. Look what we've got. Oh, nice. I'm going to grab one myself then. <laughs> so, that sounds good. How are you guys going? Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. We're doing well. We've just we've been trying some of your beers over the last couple of months and been a big fan of them. Particularly the the one that I would say is one of my favourite beers now is the Twenty Two Patels. This one? Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That. Oh, that's really nice to hear. Let me then find myself. So where are you now? This just at home, are you? Beautiful news today. Wow. Wow. Nice location. Yeah, I got really lucky. I got this uh, six-year-old um, lease. It just went from friend to friend to friend and then ended up with me living here. And then my partner moved in with me. So we got it to ourselves. And yeah, really lucky. <laughs> So good. That's a, such an amazing view to come out to every day. Is wow. there is there surf out the front usually? Yeah, well, I'm at Sunrise Beach, so it's that view when the surf is good here. Uh, when the surf is good, in, either the surf is good in one of the sides of the peninsula yep. of the head. So sometimes it's good at the point, sometimes it's good here. So winter is usually better here than. Um, than the points but we got the occasional points now so cheers cheers yeah cheers cheers so tell me a little bit about the podcast because i've i've heard one or two episodes and it's pretty like all over the place like you guys talk to so many different people from with different about different subjects and yeah that's pretty accurate <laughs> all, over, all over the place it's pretty accurate <laughs> yeah it is it is um we speak about so many things. We've got a, a wide variety of friends and, um, I guess, different people. I've travelled around Switzerland. I lived there for about 10 years and lived in the mountains and met quite a few different people and a lot of interesting people. And we, when we started the podcast about a year ago, we didn't really know what we were doing and we probably still don't know no, what no, we're no, doing. No. <laughs> but we just sort of thought what's interesting is always talking to different people, um, all walks of life, whether it's musicians bike people who go um downhill biking um you with your you know brewery background and brazilian and and you enjoy your surfing so we definitely we're more the outdoors type of people but so i guess maybe our 
guests tend to be a little bit more like that. But yeah, basically anyone that we can um, talk to that has an interesting life, we, we love to talk to them. Oh, nice. That's awesome. And so uh, what are your backgrounds? Are you both Aussies or? Yeah, yeah, I'm born and bred Australia. Albert's sort of I'm, hybrid. I'm a hybrid model, so half Australian. I grew up here, but I've got um, a Swiss parents or a Swiss dad and a German mum. So that's why. Kannst du auf Deutsch? Ja, ich kann auf Deutsch. Kannst du auch? Ja, wir können beide auf Deutsch reden. Dann ist das vielleicht ein bisschen ein Problem für Ben. Yeah, just English for me. <laughs> wow, so, nice. you, so you're originally from Brazil? I am from Rio. Rio, wow. Yeah. And what brought you to Australia? I think the main reason was the surf. Uh, growing up in Rio, I started surfing really early. My dad uh, had this huge connection with the ocean and the beach. And uh, Rio has this huge beach culture. Mm. Uh, and I grew up surfing and watching Tash Burrow, Mick Fanning, Joe Parkinson surfing, like the Momentum Generation and all of that. And always saw this amazing, beautiful waves in Australia. Yeah. Long, feeling rides and always had that desire to, to, to come here. And when I was 16, 17, some of my friends came to Australia to do like uh, student exchange programs and things like that. And they always came back telling these amazing stories about the surf, about the girls, about <laughs> all the experiences they had here. And this desire was always in me. I had two really good friends who lived here for a really long time. And they were kind of, kind of probably the most, the, the biggest incentive for me to come because what they told me and how they approached and how the whole idea of Australia was explained to me. And when I was 30, I said to myself, if I don't go now, I'll probably never go. And decided to come. I came uh, for a holiday here in February 2018 for the first time. Had a little peek on the brewing industry here, saw a thriving industry growing mm. and saw that it could be a fertile ground for me to come and uh, use my brewing expertise to, you know, help this industry grow and do what I know how to do. And it's six months after that, I decided to come uh, in September 2018, I came to Australia with a one-way ticket on a working holiday visa due to an Italian passport and um, arrived in Sydney, was there for 10 days, visited, I think, 14 different breweries, um, I think sent emails um, for maybe 50 breweries around Australia looking for a job. and. One of the job ads uh, out there was Boiling Pot, a brewery that wasn't even built yet, uh, was just, was under construction. And the owner, Johnny, brought me from Sydney here. And there our story, story, story started. Uh, <laughs> in the end of 2018, in 2019, yeah, I 
we started putting the brewery together in October 2000, now November 2018. In December, I commissioned the brewery, and then in January 2019, we did the first batch of beer and started with golden ale golden ale was uh, for a year before uh, i arrived before the brewery was built johnny was contract brewing golden ale at bruja high in Delaney. and then after golden ale i created all the other recipes for boiling pot based on an idea that johnny had that we had had to make beer custom for nusa so mm-hmm no point in trying to recreate a style that is perfect for the environment of london like a porter <laughs> where we don't have that climate here so all the beers we brew have that in mind it's custom beer for here so i try to twist all the rest of it. i try to be very faithful and loyal to the styles and how some beers are made the historical ones but I use the parameters to my favor in, in relation to the environment that we are at. So if I am have to gonna have a, a dark beer, like the ones you guys mm-hmm. are having now, instead of making it a stout, which I love, mm. uh, I'll make a Schwarz beer. Yep. Schwarz beer is traditionally made in a region of Germany called Kirstwitzel, and it is a beer made for summer. So differently than the stout that is a meal to sustain you during the cold months and so on. No, the bath beer is something to be enjoyed on a nice sunny day. It's light, refreshing, but still packs those nice roasty characters like chocolate and uh, roasted coffee. So yeah, that's kind of what brought me here. Definitely a good uh, good beer. I'm not a fan of dark beers traditionally, and I'm very much enjoying this. So, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, at, um, that was yeah at my local bottle shop. I was asking for some for a um, for a gold nail or for a summer ale because we've got single fin yeah. gauge roads, which you might be familiar with. Um, and a big yeah. fan of them. And we just want I just wanted to try something else. And then they recommended the gold nail um, from Boiling Pot. And then Ben and I tried that, and we thought. Wow, this is really good because I've had a couple of beers, sort of summer gold nail styles from New South Wales, Queensland that I haven't thought were that good, but the gold nail one was was really good. And then I saw the 22 Patels. I was reading that on your site about the story as well. I think we sort of wrote back and forth a little bit and thought that was quite funny with the story about the 22 people with the same surname. And then Ben and I tried that. And most of the beers we try, we, we always say, or not always, but most of them are good, but that one as well was where we sort of looked at each other and thought, wow, this is this is really special. This is a real good beer. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. That's my biggest joy with making beer is, oh, I can't say it's my biggest joy, but it's one of, one of them is this thing of knowing that some people enjoy my craftsmanship, that they enjoy the result of my passion, um, that you know, I'm providing them a moment of enjoyment with something that I did out of passion. So that, to me, is something that motivates me to make the best beer I can make. So with that, you studied or you started doing brewing in Brazil then, in in uh, Rio? Yes. Uh, so I went 
to a German school in Rio. That's how I learned how to speak German. Um, and I was introduced to good beer quite early in life. Um, and when I was in my teens, I used to go to like some special beer shops and there was no such a thing as craft beer in yeah. Brazil at that time. It was imported beer. It was German beer, Belgian beer, British beer, American beer. Uh, and I started drinking them and collecting the bottles, keeping the labels uh, and started my interest for beer there. And never really thought about, you know, making beer or any, anything like that. Never homebrewed in my life. Uh, finished school, went to uni, did two and a half years of uh, environmental engineering and decided that that wasn't really the best idea <laughs> to me uh, to take care for the environment when you live in a country that doesn't. Uh, and my mom, very smartly, pointed out the things that I loved in life and said, you should you know, do something that is related to a passion of yours. And that led me to do a course in Brazil on brewing, a technical course on brewing. And that's the, the, that was the first contact I had with brewing in my life, was in a school class, in having technical knowledge thrown at me about a subject that I knew nothing about. And I got out of there with way more questions than I had answers. <laughs> and that bothers me a lot. I'm a very curious person. So I started looking for all the courses to go through. This was 2010. Brazil at that time had really nothing to offer besides the course that I already did. And my mom again, very smartly said, look, you went to a German school. You have an European passport. You know how to speak fucking German. Um, why don't you look for a course in Germany to finish your uni at? And I, in 2011, went to uh, Berlin, to VLB Institute, where I graduated as a certified brewmaster. Then I was accepted in the Palana and Hackup store apprenticeship, where I learned the craft of brewing under the wings of a German brewmaster with all his traditions and techniques yeah. and so on. And that was an amazing experience. Like both Berlin and Munich are in my part. Like I love Germany, but those two cities maybe of course because I've lived there, but they're so distinct from one another while Berlin is the cosmo cosmopolitan capital of Europe where, you know, you can find everyone there. Munich is this dwarf is this like yeah, town like uh, community although it's quite big but the whole region there this area they ha almost have their own german like Bayerisch. uh and that experience was amazing so i had the opportunity to start my studies in brazil but then go to germany and after i did my course in apprenticeship i went to the united states for the craft brewers conference to have my mind blown because <laughs> yeah. I was I was pretty much trained in the traditional schools and craft beer wasn't really a thing in Brazil at that time or it was a growing thing. Um, all I knew about beer was those traditional styles like 
mostly German, some Belgian, some some British. But in Germany, I met Brewdog for the first time, and that was already kind of crazy. Like dry hopped beer in Germany, you're not allowed to dry hop beer. Oh really? The Rheinheitsgebot, yeah, the Rheinheitsgebot uh, doesn't yeah. allow you to add hop in beer after the whirlpool. Yeah. So when I went to America to the craft brewers conference, I was introduced to this new age, new world of beer, this craft brewer renaissance. It had been going on already since the 80s, but I knew nothing about it. Uh, and when I came back to Brazil, it was way more popular and craft beer was starting. And then in Brazil, I ran a brewery for five years, while at the same time I had my own company. Um, I had a pilot plant, a laboratory to develop and test new ingredients and new recipes for companies that wanted to have something custom made for themselves. Mm -hmm. And after that, in 2018, when was when I decided to come here. So one thing led to the other, and it all culminated to you know me being here talking to you guys today. <laughs> wow. The whole, your travels from Germany then to the US and to Brazil. Um, earlier you said you, you heard stories about Australia, beaches, surfing, girls. When I think of Brazil, I sort of think about the same thing. I think about beautiful landscape, beautiful oceans, girls. girls. I knew you were going to say that. How is it different or, or yeah, I'm, I'm just really curious because that's how, like, you probably get this question a lot. It's so similar and so different at the same time. Uh, in some ways, it's the extreme opposite. In other ways, it couldn't be more similar. Uh, one, the landscape and the beauty is similar. It's beautiful. It's different kinds of beautiful, but like the two countries share so much in the fact that they are huge continent, mm -hmm. like continental places. You travel around and the environment changes so much. The type of vegetation, the altitude, it's so amazing. The history of Brazil is also very different to the history of Australia. Australia is much newer, mm. younger than Brazil, and Brazil has a very dark history behind it. Australia does as well, and it's more recent, but it's different. Um, the way we, for example, the beach, the girls at the beach and the way we talk about like the beach in Brazil is a culture. Yeah. In Rio, most of all, I think from all the places in Brazil, the, the, the place where the beach culture is the most vivid is Rio, where you see pictures of Copacabana and you cannot see the sand, you just see the umbrella. Mm -hmm. uh, people prepare, prepare themselves to go to the beach. The beach is a social environment where people gather and meet and you create culture and there's music and there's food because there's no such a thing as restriction for alcohol yeah. where you sell where you drink when you drink how much you drink in brazil like if, if you put a nasty on the beach full of beers and ice and a sign saying you're selling beer you're selling beer no yeah. one will stop you that's cool <laughs> we had that over here. very unregulated yeah Oh, like countless times I took kegs to the beach and sold them myself from homebrew beer. That's good. Yeah, that's a that's a really a good way to get the word out. That's it. You, yeah. And you introduce people to a different beer than they're they used to drink. Yeah. So it's so 
similar in the way that like we both have this beach culture that's similar but the the cultures are different like the um, connection of the australia to the ocean is something really nice you see so many people doing water sports and swimming and mm. canoeing and surfing it's much bigger than brazil in this aspect like this um sports activity in in, in the open and so on yeah the brazilian is more like i'm at the beach the beach is a social place so both nationalities do frequent the beach quite often and have this relationship but the relationship is different mm-hmm. uh, the surf also like brazil surf culture surf culture exploded now with the brazilian storm yeah because before medina had a world title not many people followed surfing mm-hmm. but after we became a surfing you know leader that whole culture exploded throughout you know parts of the country that never really looked at surf so yeah. it's very different while here you have had like think of mark richards and all those guys who were the founding of surfing it was they were aussie some of the most you know famous surf brands are aussie yeah brazil didn't have that so it's very different Did you get out for a surf, surf question. <laughs> no today tell this the ocean is like a lagoon uh, it's beautiful <laughs> I went for a swim yeah uh this is one of the nicest you know parts of the year where the winds are too strong and if there's a little bit swell the surf is really good like the last weekend the easter surf four days in a row like five hours in the water each day it was so good and it's not that hot at night so it's yeah. just bleak uh the water is still warm so I, yeah this is my favorite time of the year is this like autumn fall is mm-hmm. the best I was, I was looking at your view out there and i thought oh gosh i hope he's not looking out there now and there's killer waves he just wants to get out for a surf and just... <laughs> no. sorry guys i've got to go i'm getting an emergency at the brewery <laughs> I, would have, I would have already surfed yeah i would okay. have already surfed by, by this time so the um uh, the, the uh brewery the venue itself looks really amazing i saw some photos and the food especially i was, I was looking at the pizzas and uh so the european inspired menu yes Is, did you have much. some uh, input in that uh not in the kitchen no the kitchen is run by kai kai is a german chef uh was trained in one of the best restaurants here new solo kali um and he has has been there since we opened the kitchen the kitchen and the, the restaurant took nine months to open after the brewery did and he oh does an amazing job and um and johnny envisioned that place uh really well and i think he had really good people working with him like architects and all the constru- construction workers um because yeah the brewery is like really beautiful well done uh and works really well uh, we are usually packed on the weekends we have a lot of customers coming the food is amazing like i tell people i'm really biased <laughs> to talk about the beer but it's worth coming here for the food mm-hmm. and it really is so yeah we have one thing that i find amazing there is our beer garden where you can see like the sunset in the afternoons it's, it's an outside area that is really comfortable and really inviting and it's a family environment as well which is 
awesome. Uh, so the venue goes really well, and Johnny, I think, achieved his dream uh, of the brewery he wanted to there. Is there a collaboration between yourself and the kitchen to sort of pair, make a beer that'll pair with particular foods, or not really? Uh, kind of, because I am constantly playing with uh, a 100-litre pilot system, so we have a 1,500-litre brew house and 3,500-litre paint. Um, so, But also we have four 100-litre fermenters where I'm constantly experimenting and trying new recipes and new ideas and so on and on those things i usually do have a ball bounce with chef to see if we can i can make something for something new that he's putting on or uh, some of my beer can pair with this or that um to be mindful of you know an experience that we can create but to be very honest lately we have been quite busy and (laughs) just putting beer out Sounds like you're really living the life, um, <laughs> making beer, going surfing in Noosa. Um, oh, I can't complain. Yeah, we're sort of lucky we're in Perth, so we've also got a very coastal lifestyle and Ben and I, we go to the beach a lot, but um, it, it does sound very nice even with your view that you had there. Um, I have to say I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> oh, it's a bit warm up here, I suppose, but I think you guys get more swell, so... There's a little bit of a trade there. Well, I think, um, I don't know, I think Queensland does actually have better surfing than, than Perth. Down in Margaret River, where the surf comp is next, uh, that's very well known. Yeah. It has swell throughout the whole year. Um, but Perth is a little bit of a lagoon most of the time. It's it's quite flat. I was meaning Margaret River. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Margaret River. Have you been there? <laughs> Not yet. I haven't been able. So, for the first three years of the brewery i ran it literally on my own i was a one-man operation everything from all the deliveries that we had to intake all the inventory all the brewing cleaning cakes packaging so for two years i only had a scooter i couldn't go very far um and yeah i didn't have much time to to really take to explore and see the country yet uh, but I hopefully will soon be able to get away from this small radius yeah. that I was able to, to see it, it probably would have been difficult as well because during COVID we didn't let too many people in here <laughs> over in Western yeah, Australia I yeah. was really lucky I was really lucky because uh, I came in 2018 and then in 2020 uh, early 2020, in January or February 2020, I went to Brazil because my brother was becoming a father. And I spent three weeks in Brazil and I came back to Australia one week before they closed uh, the boards. Lucky. Oh, so lucky. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I came back, to, came back here to a whole new environment where everything was shut and the brewery had to reinvent itself because we, at that time, were selling 80% of our beer in kegs. And mm. who are you going to sell kegs to mm. if the venues are called? Yep. So we had some beer losses there in kegs because we don't really package beer from kegs. Uh, and we started packaging a lot more beer uh, in that period. 
we also created uh, one of one of the most fun experiences we had at volleyball was creating this beer. Was uh, we bought some malt uh, from a distiller uh, from a brewery that wasn't gonna use it anymore for a really nice price. Um, and when COVID hit, I decided. Johnny said to me, "I need to brew a beer that will cost less than fifty dollars a cup, mm -hmm. so we can support the community with good cheap beer." And I started looking at the brewery, you know, the inventory that we had. How could we brew a beer under that fifty dollar margin? And I came up with a three point six percent ordinary bitter, so a British ale using that malt, that Vienna malt that we bought from this other brewery that didn't need it anymore. And we called it Survival Ale. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, and it was, yeah, one of my favorite brews. Like, it was so easy drinking. It had that really beautiful British character to it, like that puffy caramel but still with that, those kind of fruity notes from the from the uh, British yeast. It's so smashable, easy drinking yeah. at 3.6%, like copper colored. Fuck, I love that. <laughs> but it was a one-off. It was literally a one-off. We brewed 3,000 liters of it um, to, you know, help during that time of COVID and it sold so well, so fast. It was, yeah. I bet. It's funny, I you know, get the community through COVID by making beer. That's <laughs> not all heroes wear cakes. Every pandemic in history. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Fantastic. If you do come to Margaret River, I think the craft beer scene down around the southwest of West Australia sort of picked up a bit recently with um, yeah, a few breweries down around the area. It was, it was mostly wine, but yeah, some people just, just thought, I think we needed some beer down here, so. You can come in, have a look at that. Go for a surf. Try some of the craft beers down here. Oh fuck yeah! And and this this um, conflict between wine and beer, in the perspective of the beer history, is quite young. That became like a, a dichotomy only when Pliny the Younger and Pliny the Elder started describing beer and calling beer the drink of the barbarians, while wine was the drink of the civilized person. Beer has a 12,000 year history. Yeah. So in the 12,000 year history, 2,000 years is nothing, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Beer and wine are symbiotic. They, are, they share so much more than they have against each other. And usually where you have good wine, people are drinking good beer. That's true. Because beer was the fuel to make good wine. You can only make beer you can only make wine once a year. You have only one harvest. Yeah. And you have to depend on the climate conditions to grow your grapes and have a good harvest and so on. During that time, what are you drinking? Um, I work for a wine yeah. company and I can confirm the winemakers and everyone in the company, everyone enjoys beer as well, okay. particularly the winemakers. We were at an awards ceremony a couple of years ago and um, it, only wine was being served and then towards the end of the night they said everyone in this area uh, you'll be able to now drink beers and the fastest people to get to the bar and to get the beers were the winemakers <laughs> yeah I went to a wine uh, wine tasting um, when we were in the midst of opening the bar and restaurant to try all the, the, the available wines to put on a bar and so on 
and it was so funny. It was exactly like that. As soon as the bar was open for beer, everyone went for beer. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> For people in WA, for example, I noticed at Scarborough Cellars, so that's near me, where I was able to find quite a good selection. They've got the 22 Patels, the Golden Ale, the Bat. They've also got a Sour, a Guava Sour, and I think another one. Do you know anywhere else in Perth that, that stocks boiling pot? I am probably the worst person <laughs> that works for boiling pot for you to work to, to ask that question for. I will have to talk to back or say yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no problem, no problem. For everyone who wants to to learn more about Boiling Pot, um, where's the best place for people to learn more about it? Is it a website, Instagram? Instagram, we're posting pretty much, I won't say daily, but like we post on the, all the days. We're, so we're open from Thursday to Sunday. Yep. Thursdays and Fridays, we're open from five, weekends from 12. Um, and on those days we post, I think we post on Wednesday as well to, to, to keep people posted on what we're doing. But the website will give you more information about, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. The Instagram is more to know what's going on and, you know, who is playing live music, when, when they have events or not. Uh, the Instagram is really good for that. But if you want to have more information about Boiling Pot itself, I would say go for the website. Okay, cool. Yeah, the website. I mean, it's now it's a destination. If I ever come to Queensland, I've got to come up because it just the place looks amazing and the beers are fantastic. So, yeah. Well, let me know when you're here so we can have a beer together. Oh yeah, that sounds good. And likewise, if you uh, make it over to Perth, um, definitely hit us up. I'd love to. Like, it's in my plans to uh, go to WA. Like, Margaret is one of those places that yeah. I've been watching movies since I was little grom uh and i really want to get there uh soon so of course i'll let you know so, sounds, so sounds we good. only uh we mostly bodyboard so hopefully you don't hold that against us too much not at all okay, yeah. i'll join you oh, sweet. <laughs> I, I, I suck at it i can never hold the rail i always slide off like a fucking soap <laughs> there's actually a one of the world's best known bodyboarders comes out of brazil as well tamiga um He's a guy. Yeah, yeah. He's. Um, I think he lives in Hawaii. I think he does now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think he, him, and his family live in Hawaii now. Yeah, yeah. He's an absolute. It seems to be um, with ocean sports now. You said you grew up looking um, up to Mick Fanning and Joel Parkinson and all those Australians, but I bet now with the Brazilian storm in Brazil, everyone's looking at um, you know Toledo and Medina and Italo and stuff now. It became, in some parts, as popular as footballers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. That, so, Brazilians are so passionate about the things they, they identify themselves with. Uh, that surf culture was something small and reserved for mainly surfers. Mm -hmm. And now that we have world champions and something to be proud of, people will inflate their chest and like stay with pride <laughs> yeah. that they they have a world champion or four world champions and so on so yeah the scenario changed so much and like i haven't been to brazil in three and a half years now uh and i have a good friend who lives here who went there and he was telling me like it's irrecognizable it, everything has changed so much in this last 
three, four years. So yeah, this five go back probably will be a big cultural shock yeah. to me as well. Yeah. I had the same when I was away from Perth for 10 years and came back. It felt a bit weird, a little bit strange. Everything everything sort of moves on a little bit, but yeah, that's Funny, life. Like you say, you've changed, but I was here for that 10 years and I don't feel like much changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Everything is the same, but it's so different. Yeah, yeah, true. It's kind of like getting old. <laughs> you are the same, but still different. <laughs> it's true. It's the gray hairs start coming. Yeah, I have lots of it. Same as me, same as me. That's why I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> well, at least I'm the only one in my family who still has hair. Both my younger brother and my dad, 100% bald. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. I'm the same, except uh, my, my dad and his brother, they have no leg hair for some reason, and I managed to keep my leg hair, which is really great. <laughs> well, I think both my, my brother and my dad also have no hair leg uh, for different reasons <laughs> yeah. one my dad is too old and two my brother was an olympic swimmer oh, okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> to swim to shave his leg yeah. so different reasons <laughs> well on, um, on, in common, you see yeah <laughs> on that note talking about um hair legs and hairless legs thanks so much for joining us for the chat we really appreciate it my pleasure and it was my pleasure we'll pop all the links into the show notes and i'll reach out regarding a couple of um photos if you've got a couple of photos that you can share that'd be cool yeah yeah my thank pleasure thanks really very much. nice to meet you both uh, i enjoyed the chat uh, sharing a little bit of uh, my history a little bit of boiling pots history uh really happy with that and we'll chat soon yeah thanks very much mate that sounds good thank you see ya have a good one bye call ended that was cool, man. That was a really cool chat. Yeah. What a really nice guy with a really interesting life and yeah. what he's done. And ripped out the, popped out the German for a bit. Yeah. He speaks German, I'm pretty sure, better than me as well. Sounded like it. Yeah, I think so. He's got... Well, he did go to a German school. For, that's true. Yeah. But his accent seemed really, really good as well. Cool. Do you want to move back on your side and stop sitting next Can to me? Can you stop touching my leg first? Yeah. And that beer, uh, mm. I never... I don't like dark beers, but man, that... That's really good. Yeah, let's quickly talk about this. So this is a bat migration lager. I believe, yeah, a black lager from Boiling Pot. The beer, I have to agree, I'm not a real dark beer stout fan. Mm. I don't mind a Guinness when I was actually there. Enjoyed it in, in um, Dublin. I do like Guinness, yeah. But this beer is definitely, I could drink more of this. It's a solid beer. And as I said, we'll have to find out where else you can buy Boiling Pot because I highly recommend them, mm. particularly the 22 Patels that I mentioned. That's an IPA. Main liquor, maybe? The no. Gold Nail. I went to Maine. They didn't have it. Okay. So Scarborough Cellars, if people are around there on Scarborough Beach Road. I used to work there many years ago. You did? So <laughs> did your father? Yeah. And I'll have to try and find out where else you can buy this because, again, highly recommend. Mm. Cool. Uh, what do we want to do? Do we want to waffle some stuff and then finish up with a couple more questions and wake up scenario yes no yeah yeah sorry i just read a message okay um was it a dick pic <laughs> no it was conflicting events on the friday anyway oh okay no worries let's waffle let's waffle yeah What do we have here, Ben? Benji? 
think we've got a failed waffle maybe, I don't know. But it's a chocolate, uh, custard, chocolate and custard eclair mm-hmm. with caramel choc chip ice cream and maple syrup. I think it's gonna taste good, even though it doesn't look good. My kitchen's a mess though. It looks like somebody ate too much Indian food on, and then had to relieve themselves on the bench. But anyway. Let's see how it tastes then. It's gonna taste good. It has to taste good. If it tastes worse than the uh, sushi, that'll be a real mystery. Good? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so tasty. Mmm. This would also blend. This would. This would blend. All right. Yummy. Yummy. Do you want to do guess the movie? Guess the movie. Okay. Yep. Do people like guess the movie? I don't know. I think people like movies. Maybe like guess the movie. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Do you have phrases that annoy you? Things people say, like thoughts and prayers. Doesn't bother you? No. Nothing like that? You? Speak my truth. Is that annoying? <laughs> no. God, speak my truth is one that gets me eye. Who says that? Oh, whenever you watch like reality TV show stuff, mm-hmm. for some reason people are like, oh, I'm going to speak my truth. Whatever the fuck that means. I'm sorry I haven't really <laughs> engaged money. in this topic with you very well. Money can't buy happiness. Doesn't annoy me, no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> right, I think me. it does semi money does buy happiness right well lots of drugs and prostitutes at least which makes happiness. you happy yeah it does yeah <laughs> like, sorry i can't eat gluten is another one. <laughs> <laughs> people who think they're gluten intolerant oh, i've had it some time to think about this i thought something would just pop into your mind like like the old people who go to the shops on a tuesday oh i would say what annoys me a little bit is when sports people do interviews mm. and everything's really generic. Oh, yeah. It's, it was like the... Just take it one game at a time. Full credit to the boys. Full credit to the boys, yeah. They all played well. Yep. It's, it's a team game, mm. all that generic stuff. Yeah. I wonder if they get coached in that and that's what they're allowed to say. I would say so, yeah. yeah. Do you reckon cereal is soup? No, because soup is warm. Okay. No, because the main ingredient in cereal... Sorry, in soup, it's already... It's, it's blended. Cooked. Yeah, it's like cooked. And, mm, yeah. It's cooked and blended. No, I agree. Yeah, cereal is not soup. Who disagrees? I don't know. I, think I want to meet this person. I think there'll be some people that think cereal isn't soup. Uh, is soup because it's just stuff in a liquid. <laughs> right? Yeah. I can oh. see the arguments for and against. I can. It's like asking, when is a biscuit a cake? No. What's that one? When is a biscuit a cake? No, there was a, there's an example of a like a wagon wheel. Why is that not a cake? Oh, okay. Mm, interesting. Because it's got marshmallow and yeah, jam. Jam. When was the last time you had a wagon wheel, by the way? Oh, I, I don't really like wagon wheels. I think they're overrated. Especially, they were huge in the 90s. Well, they were actually. That's like big, no pun intended as well. Yeah. Oh, so they... Wait, they were both? Like, both, yeah. popular and big? Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done. Uh, they were. They Like everything has shrunk as time goes on. Hey, question for you now. Yeah. When you park, mm. or if, you've, if you're going to a shopping center or to a parking area yeah and there's a lot of people there's not much there's not many parking bays does it annoy you if one person waits for someone else to get out but in doing so they block everyone else mm. it depends at which point they start waiting if they wait and there's a person just rocking up with their trolley and they need to load a boot full of mm-hmm. stuff yeah that's inconsiderate do you do that if you no. see that someone's leaving and the 
there's limited parking, everyone's mm. waiting, mm. you would just continue until someone's nearly about to go or yeah, if find they, a spare. If I see them getting into the vehicle or they're just finished packing the boot, yep. uh, then yes. Although most, most people don't put their trolley back. But Do no, you? I Absolutely. I think pe- people who don't put their trolleys back are in the same category as um, mass murderers or serial killers. Just, it tells you everything you need to know about a person. What about people with messy cars? Oh, that's fine. Do you reckon a person with a messy car has a messy house? No, not necessarily. Do you have a messy car, Ben? Not really, no. But, I mean, people with messy cars sometimes or often, I guess, have children, right? So, yes. Yeah, it's just yeah, not really worthwhile keeping it clean and just can't keep them clean. All right, should we do the guests and leaders? Yeah, we should. Would you like to go first? Yeah, why not? Go on then. Double dare you. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speed. Camera speed. Take two. Mark. And action! You're John Doe. You nearly died of an overdose. You're lucky they found you in time. You want to hear an interesting fact? When an incapacitated John Doe is found, the state automatically appoints them a legal guardian to oversee their treatment and welfare. I care a lot. Oh, well done, yes. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well done. Okay. We haven't done that yet, have we? No, we haven't, no. Huh. You're looking a little bit... You're thinking. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. no, but now you're a little bit... I don't no, know okay. if you're frazzled or what's this? No, you're that was, surprised that was that you a got tough that? one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought I knew what it was. Okay. Well, that was good. That's a good movie, actually. I like the movie. It was. Mm. Mm-hmm. He insults my daughter again. I'm gonna hit him with my fucking car. Got it? In fact, if you insult my wife again, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna show up at your house when you're sleeping, and I'll take your iPad or your iPod or your iMac, and I'll shove them up your fucking eye cut. I got nothing to lose. You're. Not gonna get this without a tip. Can you? Oh, can, okay. Can you feed me something, please? I don't think I've actually seen this movie myself, but oh. that was Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. And I think the person he's talking to is Melissa McCarthy about her son bullying his daughter. Ah. Is this... This is not with Sean William Scott. No, it's not that one. Paul Rudd... Oh, is it turning 40? It's close, yeah. This is 40. This is 40. Yeah. Okay. I think I might watch it because it did look like it. Yeah, I've seen it. Is it funny? Yeah, it's not bad, yeah. I like Paul Rudd. His wife I'm not a a huge fan of. Who's Um, his wife? Oh, I can't remember who the actress that played. I don't like Melissa McCarthy to start. I just can't stand her. And the wife is, yeah, I can't remember. She's in The 40-Year-Old Virgin and Knocked Up as well. Okay. Yeah. All right, ready? Yeah. He's new here, Marv. He didn't know. Katie's my kind of joint. Nancy's just getting started with a gig, but already the crowd's breathing hard. Plenty of nights I've jeweled over Nick. Sin City? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Did you like that movie? Uh, I've seen it once, I think. It was, it was different and weird. That scene where uh, that was Mickey Rourke's character, right? Mm. He's dragging... Is that Elijah, Elijah Wood's character's head along the ground on the out of his car and his and his face just like disintegrating because he's that weird serial killer guy? Yeah, yeah, that was it was pretty. It was definitely an interesting movie. They made a sequel as well, right? Yep. Did you see the second one? Yes. Any good? Okay, the yep. first one is definitely way better. Yeah, okay. Great movie, the first one. Yeah, okay. All right. So many stars as well. So many. It was, uh, that was 
oh, what was that? We uh, had that Mickey, you had Bruce Willis, Bruce you Willis, had yeah. Brittany Murphy, Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba's one I was thinking of. You had that Clive Owens, is it? Clive Owens, yeah. Um, Rosie, what's her name? O'Donnell? No. Uh, I know which one you're talking about. Ah, uh, she's in... She's she's oh Rosario she, Dawson yeah she plays Asaka in the in the new Star Wars yeah arm series yeah yeah great movie all right I like sex and I'm not afraid to admit <coughs> excuse me I just had putting an hour ago dear God you ever parked your bicycle in an airplane hangar I'm sorry you ever thrown a toothpick into a volcano. Juice Bigelow, Mal Gigolo. Yeah, yeah. Good movie as well. That, that was. That was. Start, I think this right? is a mistake. Did you say mistake? So, yeah. And then it sort of went. The second one was just dumb. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, he started playing like he was the hot chick, and then the animal. Yeah. And then remember South Park in the takeoff. Juice Bigelow. He's a carrot. Yeah. He's the, he's the steepler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. Yeah. I've got a second one as well to help. Second clip. Yep. Second clip? Or do you reckon you can get it? No, I don't think so. All right, instead of giving you a tip, okay, I'll give you, you a second clip. clip. You don't get it, do you? This is important! That was it. I'm your best friend. What's more important than that, uh-huh? I'm three months older than you are, asshole. Thought that might give it away. No. I don't know what that is. Do you know who the actor was in the first one? No. Or the adult actor? No. Can't, Tom can't. Hanks. Oh, it's not big, is it? Yeah, it's big. It? Okay. <laughs> Did you like that movie? I haven't seen it. <laughs> Can you please watch it? Is it good? Is it? I really liked it. Yeah. I watched it maybe 15, 20 years ago. I've yeah, seen it okay. numerous times as a kid. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe fifteen years ago. Right. Really good. Okay. There was a movie that he did like pre before he, I think before Big and where he became sort of like that family sort yeah. of actor, mm-hmm. and he was in like a like a. I guess like an Animal House style sort of inappropriate comedy. Oh, The Bachelor. Is it called The Bachelor? I think it? so. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Uh, yeah, do a Tom Hanks night. Yeah, okay. He's got some good movies. Oh, Forrest Gump's one of those ones that every time it's on TV, I just can't not watch it. Road to Perdition's good as well. Do you like that one, do you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Have you seen it? Years ago, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Uh, my final one. <laughs> see? I told you so. No, you said wet shirt don't break, not piss shirt Ben Barr. Twist it. Hey, help. Okay, yeah, get it. Get it. There you go. Just one more, yeah. It's Owen Wilson. It is Owen Wilson. Can you just play that one more time? One more time. Sorry. That's okay, I just closed it, whatever. Just trying to see if I can get the second actor. <sighs> see? I told you so. No, you said wet shirt don't break, not piss shirt Ben Barr. Is this with Jackie Chan? Twist it. Yeah, Jackie Chan, yeah. Okay, yeah, get it. Get it. There you go. Oh, what's the movie called? Um, Just one more, yeah. Something at Nights? Uh, is it Rush Hour? No. Not Rush no, Hour. No, no, Rush Hour is um, Chris Tucker, isn't it? Yep. 
Um, Shang, Shang Noon High Nights or something like that. Shanghai and Shanghai Nights. Shanghai Noon. Shanghai Noon. <laughs> <laughs> Shang Noon High Nights. Nine Jackie Chan. <laughs> I'll let you have that one. You just stumbled your way around it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not talking very clearly today. That was a. It's probably because you're tired from all the baby vomit. <sighs> from looking after a baby. Yeah. Good choice. All right. So that's that. Do you want to do a wake up scenario? And then do you have one? And then Finn. Yeah, I reckon you do your wake up scenario. I don't know. How, this was just a random. Not a very good one. So you wake up. Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. And you are on a porn set just about to take a load to the face. No, that's not it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good, yeah. How wide do you open your mouth? (laughs) No, so you wake up and you're in a room and there's paintings with different errors throughout history. Mm-hmm. and there's doors underneath each one and you must pick a door to walk through and you'll be living in that era for the rest of your life where when do you pick that's a really good one did you that, surely you didn't make that one up uh no i didn't make it up i found it oh, yeah i was looking up yeah too much porn <laughs> i was going to say the when you started with the porn one i've yeah. thought about some wake up scenarios with that like you're the cameraman oh, or, okay. or you're one of the people a yeah. part of it or how do you act type oh, thing like, well maybe you, next time like um, you wake up and you're a fluffer you're, you know you're trying to keep eight weeks hard <laughs> uh, okay that's a good one that's a really good one just got to try and think of the art um, all the famous art oh, oh it's just like a picture of like a you know a medieval castle or a cave oh so it's man. not so it's just like indicating where oh uh, I thought you meant you no, had different pieces like of art castle or something or like a Frida Kahlo or something okay or like a cave painting well, your pigeon there as well. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I have to go in the area where that one. Back to 2009. <laughs> that one. Uh, okay, castles. Well, can you give me some examples? What am I seeing? What different pictures? So, like you've got. Okay, it's so like medieval so, time castle. So you go into the Middle Ages, for Perth example. Perth Bell Tower is the last one. I go in yeah, you could have uh, the construction of the RNI Tower in Perth. So like mid 90s. <laughs> Or you go back to you know the seventies. They got right. So what's the range? You got to be a little bit more specific because now whatever I'm trying range to think. you want. So it's whatever period in history. I think I may have mentioned this in the past. Going back too far, life yep. seems to be quite brutal, mm. and it was hard to live back mm. then. A lot of poor people, plagues, and pandemics, and all mm. those things. Yeah, I'd go as modern as possible. Would you? Yeah, not exciting. So you go back to the nineties. Probably the nineties, so unless like you, unless you say I can walk back in the same way after a bit no, of time. So you got to live your life. That's it until the end of your days. Um, I'd probably go pretty modern if pretty I modern. could. I just think I wouldn't fit in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't last very long. I'm not a handyman, no. so what job am I going to do? Yeah, maybe some gardening. There you go. Could be gardener. Or maybe deliver be- milk. Prostitution is the oldest uh, career, profession, isn't it? You could be a prostitute. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd suit that. <laughs> so throw on a wig and some lipstick. <laughs> I'd probably go pretty modern if I could. I, like I said, those are my reasons. So what? So the modern era, so like 1900 through to... So Maybe the 80s. The 80s? I'd go the 80s. Yeah, I reckon so. you'd thrive in the 80s. Yeah, I reckon I would. Yeah. Just heaps of nose beers on Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> the 80s. Because yeah. then you can make money as well. You know, some sporting events that have happened. Yeah. Put some, you could uh, bet on some events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reckon go the 80s. Mm. 
You? Oh, I think a couple of things. Like, I feel like the 50s would be just really, really great for me. The 1950s. Oh, 50s would be cool. Rock and roll. Would be pretty cool to live in. I like know? the fashion as well. Yeah, I mean, we just know there's no real conflicts. Second World War's over. Korea's... Was, wasn't that the Great Depression, though? After no, World War? No, that was the 30s. Okay, during not, the, not during sorry. the fifties. The American US was just thriving, and even Australia as well. I think. Are you sure the fifties wasn't this post-war? Was, was it was good. People were poor. Uh, during the fifties was great. Okay, so the Great Depression was the thirties, correct? I thought something happened in the fifties that was not good. Korean War. <laughs> that was about it. All right, so you, you'd go the fifties. Fifties. Oh, that will go to like the wild old west, become like a gunfighter. Why? And why do you reckon you'd thrive in the fifties? I don't know, I just feel like I like the fashion. <laughs> <laughs> a bit rockabilly, Ben. Everything just seemed a bit nicer. You know, people seem to still have sort of respect for authority and things like that. And, I mean, there were the negatives with, you know, women were just basically housewives and had nothing really to do with mm. careers and stuff like that. And racism would still be really rife in yeah. 1950s America. Uh, polio was pretty much still prevalent, I think. <laughs> Things like that. Sounding so a bit shit, actually. But it just, I don't know, it just seems like all the times you see 50s America. Cool, cool cars, really cool, cool yeah, music. Like, yeah, yeah, cool music, cool cars. People were sort of discovering themselves after the war. Things like that. Yeah. No, good call on the 50s. Gunfighting, actually, in the, in the Old West. They had glasses, uh, correctional lenses no, back then, so I'd be fine. No, gunfighting again. Benny the Kid. <laughs> Benny the Kid. <laughs> I'm in struggle town when it comes to guns. Yeah. So that's when I thought, that's what I would pick. That was a pretty good one, Ben. A couple of flaws, but all in all, <laughs> I think, that was a good one. So next time, do we go back to just dicks and stuff? <laughs> do we do the porn one? Do you come up with a porn, porno one? Uh, just thinking about Ron Jeremy, just before we say goodbye for mm. this podcast, you've heard about all the stuff with Ron Jeremy that's happening, uh, correct? He, he wasn't a great guy. Yes, that you know he was probably the biggest porn star of all time. Yeah, and that's not just a dick, dick joke either. Is no, it? no, he was very well known, very successful. Mm. But he's got a whole bunch of rape allegations oh, really? against Why him. Why would you be raping people if you're getting paid to do it? Well, I think it comes down to maybe in his industry and the way he was, he was did so well and was so well known that he just thought he could do what he wants. And what, what he wanted with people. And who he wanted. Oh, did Mason meet Mason met him? Yeah, he? Mason met him, yeah, yeah. Before this. And I had a shirt that I Ronda loved. Jeremy. It was a glo- it was a shirt by Globe. Yeah. And I threw that away. I would yeah. After you now. found that out. No, this was before oh, when I okay. just I had it for so long, but yeah. I know. He was in Ghostbusters as well, I think. He I think so, but he's turned out to be he seems like a very likable person when you hear him in really? interviews and the way he talks, but yeah. in the end seemed to be a bit of a dirtbag. Mm. Horrible. Anyway. Alright, cool, yeah, I'll let you go back home and get some sleep and tend to your child. Thank you, Ben. Alright, thanks for coming and uh speak to you in Oh so weeks. also thanks to Pedro again. Yep. To join in the podcast, great chat. Thanks for making my life seem terrible. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nice guy as well. Really nice. See ya. Bye. If you die, can I have your car? Sweet. Ah! Curious ramblings. (laughs) Oh, Bon Jovi, homie!